Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Groovy, Walgreens, Bill Belichick, where all students of Bill Walsh don't ever forget. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the 49 Faithful UK Show. Tonight I'm joined by Naji Kuro. Hello. Gareth Ellis. Hello. And Paul Hall. Hello. Hi guys. So, we're up against the Titans. Early Christmas Eve morning. It's a red eye. We haven't had one of those for a while. The last one was flexed out. Thank God. We all have to be up early. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm not working Christmas Eve, so that, that's a bit of a bonus. It means I can actually get a decent lie-in after watching the red eye. Yeah, and me. I might actually watch this one because uh, I'm officially off now until January. So, yeah, I've got it booked in as well. Like, I tried to book it in months ago, and the computer system we have at work doesn't let you book your Christmas leave. I said, like, oh, but yeah, I'm, I'm off as well. Negotiated with the boss as well. I can have half the morning Christmas Eve before I'm required for Christmas duty. So, looking forward to it, mate. Fantastic. And I think the good thing about being on Sky, not that there is many good things about being on Sky, but the good thing is everybody's going to be on the same timeline on the uh, the game day thread. Yeah, so nobody should be lagging. Well, actually, haven't said that. These people who watch it and don't have Sky, they might be lagging a bit. Oh, yeah, I'm not watching on Sky. I would never do that, even if I had it. <laughs> to get past all the way. <laughs> That's one of the downsides, I suppose. Yesterday on the game day thread, I was sure, because I watch Game Pass on the big screen on PS4, yeah. I was definitely behind to some people. Some people were putting stuff on the game day thread, so I did what you boys do. I came off the game day thread for a few minutes at a time, watched the play, then jumped back on because I thought, I'm spoiling it for myself here. Because when you see it in the game day thread and you think, something's happening here because I've just mentioned that there so yeah so I tend to wait until there's a break and play before I dip back into the game day thread and make a comment or anything because far too many times I, I, the game has been oh then the next big play has been spoiled because somebody's already put in the game day thread yeah. and this is going to sound really strange but it even spoils it when we throw an interception or fumble the ball because you want to see it on the screen rather than read about it yeah because then you don't want to watch the player. <laughs> I mean, to be, to be fair, though, the, the, we were saying off air, the game day thread, I was quite impressed on Sunday. Again, we always joke about the emotional roller coaster. I know the Falcons game's probably not a great barometer, but it was nice to see the positive vibes. And we've said it before, Lee, the game day thread's there because you sat at home watching it on your own, especially on a red-eye game when it's daft o'clock in the morning. Before I discovered the 49er Faithful UK group, I just used to think, am I the only one in the UK up? at four o'clock in the morning watching these games. So it does serve a purpose, but I've definitely taken the leaf out of your books and try and stay away from it. So, Yeah, it's definitely the best way to do it. Otherwise, you get too many spoilers, far too many spoilers. So what do we think of the Titans then? They didn't look very good, did they, Nadji, on Sunday night? They didn't, no. They haven't for a while. And uh, I'll, I'll say the same thing that I said uh, against the Falcons, really, is they're weak where we're strong. Um, so I, you know, we'll see when we do predictions, but I am, I'm feeling uh, very confident after definitely a good win on Sunday. So, so are we going to go with Gareth's predictions at the end or with my, let's do the predictions at the start and then let's talk about the predictions. It's up to you. You're in the boss chair, man. Indeed. The boss chair. The boss chair. 
Okay, let's go for predictions to start off with. Over to you, Naji. Oh, God, okay, damn it. Um, I'm feeling pretty confident. I think I, I think they have a slightly better defense than the Falcons, so I'm not going to go for a total blowout, which almost happened, by the way. I almost got that right. Um, we're two touchdowns away from it. Um, but I think it's going to be comfortable, and I'm going to say uh, 35 to 14. How about you, Paul? Nice. Well, I thought my score was bold, but I'm loving positive Nadji. He's showing me up here. 27 14 to the 49ers. I'm going for Lee. Nice. And Gareth. Uh, I'm going to keep it simple. A nice 34 24 Niners win. So we are fairly positive, all going for a win. Um, I, I like, yeah, I like. Um, Paul's score there, 27-14. I think 35-14 is a little bit optimistic. Well, you know. Yeah. Clinching the playoffs. So the over-under. The over-under is 44.5. And the 49 is a three and a half point favourite, believe it or not. Which I actually found quite surprising. Um, But I think we will win. I think it's going to be a really close game. It's going to be tough going on the road, regardless of which team you're playing. The Titans definitely have a better defense than what the Falcons uh, did. Um, the Falcons were ranked 27th, Titans are 13th, so that, that's going to be telling. But we've played better defenses than the Titans, and we've run on them, so mm-hmm. I don't see that being an issue. I think the 49ers will win this game 27 24. Mm-hmm. I initially thought I was going to go with an overtime win. But because it's a red eye, <laughs> I'm not. Just just so I don't tempt fate. <laughs> yeah, I, I had initially thought it was going to be a bit closer, something like twenty six twenty. But I'm I'm the way we played against the Falcons. I'm I'm confident we can get the points on the board when we need it. Um, and the uh, the Titans aren't the threat that they were with with Derrick Henry. So yeah. No, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, the the Titans have got the fourth-ranked rushing offence, but that was all with Derrick Henry. Yeah. And he hasn't played for weeks, and he's not going to be available. The the earliest he can be available is the postseason. So we're not going to see Derrick Henry. We're not going to see Julio Jones because he injured himself last night, and they've already turned around and said there's a very good chance that um, he's not going to be available until... Um, a week, week th- uh, 17, 18? Next week, yeah. After yeah, 10 17, days. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I don't think their offense is as good as what um, as what it, it currently looks like on paper. Yeah, just too many t- people. Yeah. yeah. No, they're not. They're just, you know, basically Tannehill has reverted back to his Miami day. Oh, it looks like it's, it's a little bit the same case as, as Jimmy, really. Um, it's it's what kind of Tannehill are you going to get? And the fact that he's not helped by his O-line at all. I think they they have one of the worst O-line in the, in the league. And he has no weapons anymore, or no good ones anyway, because yeah, Jones and Brown and Henry are all gone and on the sideline. Um, then you know uh, uh, that's and that's what I mean. Like they they just they've got one of the worst O line, and we've got a very good D line. I think we just showed you know two games in a row that we put Joe Burrow on on you know 
on skates and we put Matt Ryan on skates and, and then Tannehill's got sacked so many times and fumbled so many times against a very good Steelers team. I think that's exactly what we can do to them, especially on a short week. Um, are we are we playing in Tennessee? Yeah, we are. We are. Yeah, so it's it's uh, yeah. So at least they don't have to travel, but still, you know, the time the time to recuperate and all that. Um, but yeah, I think that's what I mean. We're good where where they're weak, and that usually doesn't bode well for the team that is weaker, um, especially the way our defense played. And it's actually maybe a good thing the way the game went on Sunday against the Falcons, where you know we we stopped them in a, in a red zone three or four times, didn't, didn't we? And they scored what three points out of like four or five end zone red zone trips. You know, off the bat, uh, just the one kick, and then and it was just long plays to score their the touchdown. So I think the the, the defense feeling themselves right now, and they're gonna want to bring it uh, against a very very poor all line who's playing backups after backups. I think on the third, the left tackle is the third string. I think guy they picked up off practice squad and something like that. So you know, um, yeah, I I just don't I see the matchup heavily in our favor and that's why I went for quite a big margin. I just don't think they're gonna move the ball that well on us and then all we have to do is be efficient on offense, which we have been consistently for the past six games, you know. Uh, if we take the the Seattle game off with you know that game we all forgot about. Um <laughs> so. yeah. Yeah. Well, they've lost they've lost three of the last four and I know they're suffering yeah. from injuries. And and like you said Najee, I looked at their performance against the Steelers um, I mean, the Steelers' defense is one of the better ones. And like you said, they made Tannehill play all night. And like you said, similar offense to us. Tannehill doesn't go deep. They try and, you know, short passes and they move up the field. Now our defense is going to stand up. But for me, gentlemen, we've got our identity. We've talked about it on this show for weeks and weeks and weeks. On both sides of the ball, Shanahan's in his groove, bully ball tactics. And I'm talking defense, something we missed off the Falcons preview show. That body slam by Tart on Matt Ryan was <laughs> awesome. Yeah, you know, anyone brilliant. new to the game, you watch that, boom, and you think it set the tone. And I know it's a short week. Um, I'm not overly worried about that, but I know Mike Verbrill will have them coached and ready. He's impressed me since he's took over at Tennessee. And I just hope we don't start the game sloppy. We keep saying on this show, mistake-free football. I'm just hoping something doesn't cost us, like special teams but we're all about the positivity positive vibes the momentum is going our way not a lot of people have been talking about us like we mm. said a few weeks ago we were going to be sat in this position talking about possibly winning the division still yeah. you know we all would have snapped your hands off to be in the wild card so <laughs> that's it lee get your tickets all aboard <laughs> what about you gareth yeah, I, it was a game I was looking forward to. I think at the beginning of the season, particularly the sort of the Christmas Eve one. And I, as the season's gone on, I've, I've become more confident because we're playing our our best football. I think the the Falcons was possibly our best game of the season. I think you can argue it. Obviously, the Wams was a good game, but I just thought it was a comprehensive performance. Uh, and there's something about playing your best football in December. Uh, it doesn't matter what you've been doing up until then. It's it's one of the old cliches, isn't it, where the football starts after Thanksgiving, uh, and it, and it's really true because you you've got teams like the the Cardinals have lost, uh, what was it? They're three and four out of their last seven games, having gone 
uh, you know, unbeaten at the start of the season. And they just seem to be having the the kind of slump that we got out of the way early in the season, figured ourselves out. We know what we're good at. We know what we're bad at. And, and we kind of say, OK, well, we'll just have to accept some lumps along the way because we'll concentrate on being really good at the things that we're good at. Uh, and I think that's 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 got to give us a lot of confidence for, for going into into the season. I, I certainly think Tennessee are there for the taking. It's I don't know whether their their performance and result against the Steelers was good or bad for us. Uh, you know, if they'd won the game, they may be uh, um, more in a, a a position to to have some confidence. If they uh, uh, as they'd lost the game, what, what on earth is that sound? <laughs> <laughs> it is the cat coughing up a, a furball right in front of me, and it's like <laughs> he's, he's yeah, pretty much. I had to ask, mm. and the reason I had to ask is I'm watching the recording at the moment, and nobody else's uh, track, the waveform wasn't moving, so it's definitely coming from you. Because it was definitely coming from you while you were talking, I know yeah. fine well there's no way I can edit that out. <laughs> so I just wanted to find out what on earth you were doing. Yeah, no, it's just, uh, he seems to have finished his uh, little coffee. Um, Gareth, I thought it was um, I thought it was Roethlisberger still panting after his Russian touchdown. I thought you were doing a good impression there, mate. <laughs> it was, I'm going to go back and watch that game again. I saw it on the red zone. It just seemed to be, you know, it's two teams that are out of sorts, and none of them are really able to get anything kind of kind of done it was one of those what was it 1913 or something yeah, you know it's it. going to go down as a game of the ages is it um and it's for the titans on their short week as well to respond to that uh and i think we're in the much better position to be up for this game even though we've got to travel than the titans are going to want to on a short week but we'll we'll wait and see as you said mike rabel knows his business um and he's always going to put out a competitive team i think uh, so definitely can't take them for granted. But I think they're there for the taking. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think they're there for the taking as well. And what would be really good, I mean, it would be an early Christmas present for any 49er fan. But if we win on Thursday night on Christmas, well, Thursday night slash Friday morning on Christmas Eve, we effectively ensure that the Seahawks finish last in the NFC West. <laughs> Not yeah. only that, we virtually guaranteed a playoff place because if we win against the Titans, there's only really two teams that can overtake us for the, the wildcard spot, and that's the Saints in Washington. And the reason for that is the other teams that can uh, make our record or match our record, we hold that tiebreaker over each and every one of them. So that's it. We win on um, Christmas Eve, and I think that's it. We're in the playoffs. Yeah, basically. Uh, and, and I think that's why, you know, we said in the, in the last review show that and now we need, we need to just win every game. And then hopefully uh, we can just clinch a playoff berth and try and go as high as we can in the, in the standings to, to ensure an easier game in, in the wild card because it's going to be very difficult to get a first round by, although not impossible. Uh, the Packers are playing pretty well, but they're still almost lost against Antley. So um, nothing's out of the, the equation. But yeah, you know, talking about... So, so we, we couldn't... Because we lost against exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they'll hold the tiebreaker over us. Yeah. So there's no yeah. way we can get number one seed, which no, actually brings up a really interesting question. So if we do win against the Titans, and it is 99.9% certain we're going to go into the playoffs, 
it doesn't really make any difference whether you're fifth, sixth, or seventh seed because you're going to have to beat good teams anyway. Yeah. And we're not going to have a home game. We're going to have to go through the whole playoffs on the road. So again, it doesn't really make any difference if you win the last two games of the season unless you want to try and prevent the Rams winning to uh, overtaking the Cardinals and winning the West. And to yeah. be honest, for me, that would be worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, there's a case to be said to try and finish as high as possible because then if the chip fall on your side, then you might have home field advantage until the Super Bowl. So, you know, if you finish fourth rather than fifth, um, it, there's more chance for you hosting a playoff game, which is always nice. Um, and if, and, you know, potentially hosting a, an NFC championship. So... I don't know, but yeah, if we win this and we're 99.9% in, then it makes the game, the next two games, you know, great for all our rookies and, and all that. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what the mentality will yeah. be because we've never been in that, this I think the NFC Championship's going through Lambo. Yeah, unless they get beat on the first day, right? Which is totally possible. Thing, <laughs> thing is, though, Lee, jumping in on there, I mean, Nadji mentioned the Ravens. I caught tail end of that game and Huntley back up quarterback wasn't far away from beating Green Bay last mm, night very and, close. you know that going for that two point it's, we're not here to talk about the Ravens we've said it before Lee no team really stands out look at the Buccaneers we woke up this morning they got beat 9-0 by the Saints and yeah. you talk about the Saints struggling to get into the playoffs we seem to be hitting the right form we've got the right balance of our team and yes we're biased on this show anyone who's new listening in I say I've got some mates who are not 49ers fans laying the tune in and they're like, you're very positive, you're very optimistic. I'm like, we're 49ers supporters, the clues in the title. Um, we're always yeah. going to look with rose-tinted glasses. But equally, like you said, Lee, just get into the playoffs. Go back four or five weeks ago. Nobody thought we'd be sat here as bullish as what we are. And let's embrace it. We're playing Meaningham football in December. You said it in the last show, Lee. Jimmy G. There was no daft passes. There was no interceptions. He was managing the team well. The balance is we run the ball more. It's good to see Jeff Wilson emerge. Maybe it's when Mitchell's fit, we've got the two of them. You know, rather than Mitchell having the workload. Um, Debo Samuel, yet again, we didn't talk about it in the last show. Another Russian touchdown. Maybe George Kittle gets a touchdown on Thursday night, Lee. But like you said, Christmas Eve, hopefully we're all very happy at five o'clock <laughs> on the morning. Yeah. I think it's interesting that people talk about Jeff Wilson emerging because if you recall, Jeff Wilson didn't have a preseason. Yeah, mm. true. He was on PUP. So big, he, he big didn't injury. get those reps to get up to game speed. And in my view, what we've seen from Jeff Wilson since he stepped in is him getting up to game speed. And he's now at game speed. Yeah. We know what he can do. Because he, he was our lead in Russia last season. We know what he can do. It's just getting him up to game speed, and I think he's there now. So I think, yeah, going into the game against the Titans, it's not so much of a miss that uh, Mitchell may not be playing, although yeah. that hasn't been ruled out. I think he actually will suit up on um, on Friday morning. But he's not going to be as big a miss as what um, potentially could have been. Yeah, I mean, when I said emerging, I know I know you're oh, a know big fan mean, of yeah. Jeff Wilson. You know, it was just good to see him coming. I mean, like we said in the the Falcons review show, that run from Hayes at the end, Lee. Yeah, 
it was it was good to see. And Debo Samuel, obviously, the Titans have to plan as he running back as your wide receiver. I don't care. He's league MVP for me. Yeah, the, the big problem is that the the Titans' rush defense is is really, really, really good. I think they were number one or two in in the country right now in the league. So it's it's definitely going to be a challenge. And you know, we talked about the game against the Falcon. Is is bad Jimmy or, or good Jimmy going to be here? Uh, we're going to need to have good Jimmy on on Thursday night. Otherwise, it's it's going to be very difficult because they are going to solely uh, trying to stop us running the ball. Although I'm not sure how good they are on outside zone and, and stretch plays, but they have been very, very, very good, um, you know, so far stopping the run and they have stepped up doing that. So do you guys think we can we can get a decent run game against them, um, knowing that Kyle schemes all sorts of of you know, runs not just through the middle, but it's all convoluted and traps and inside zone and outside zone and all that kind of stuff. And also, we have Mr. Cheat Code, uh, you know, playing a left left tackle, which should demolish pretty much anything he's got in front of him. So, and you've got the right tackle now. You've got Compton. I'm, I'm Compton, Compton too. Yeah, it's a big challenge. Def- defensive line, Jimmy. I, again, look at Jimmy on on Sunday. That one where he looked like he was just about to get sacked. And he, he dumped it off to Hasty. That board's well moving forward. So if they stop the run, Jimmy's shown over the last few weeks, Nad G. I mean, I know you're trying not to get aboard the Jimmy G love train, but if you look at the most games with a 90-plus QB rating over the last eight weeks, there's only one man sat at the top of that table with eight performances. Go on, Nad G. You know you want to say Jimmy G. Come on. I'm feeling the love well, mess. <laughs> we've played cupcake games, which doesn't have to do much. But yeah, it, it just needs to be playing well enough. There's zero mistakes. Don't go and throw a pick to Kevin Bayard, who probably is their best player on defense and will be lurking to to pick one or two out. Um, and he is a difference maker. You know, that's the kind of safety I wish we had. Um, not talking about the other one. <laughs> um but yeah, I, I, there's a, there's a potential for us to completely melt down against you know the, the Titans are a very very smart team and they will take advantage of any mistake we do. If there is one game we can't afford to make mistake, it, it is this one. Um, and and then just let them do mistakes. You know they had free from ball and and a pick and then two weeks ago against the Texans, Tannehill for you know threw four interception. Uh, we're gonna have to let them do that and take advantage of it. Maybe score on defense. Okay, I keep calling for it, and it hasn't happened yet. Um, but you know, if if that could happen, even just once, and, uh, and then our, def- uh, our offense just plays sound football, uh, you know, don't get behind the chain by trying to run the ball too much and have Jimmy just being f- efficient. Um, then it should be an easy an easy Thursday night. But it, there's there is a, there is a good team and they're good they're well coached so. We can't, we can't, for for instance, fumble the snap, the you know, the kickoff, and give them a two-yard in because they will score, and then we will be chasing, and it will be a difficult game. So what you're saying, Nadji, is you want an easy week. You don't yes, want but... a late-night emotional roller coaster. No. That, to be fair, yeah. Nadji, we're an eight and sixteen for a reason. We've said this. When everything goes in our favour, we're really good, and we're prone to shooting ourselves in the foot. So I think. We've got it right on this show. We come on and we say we just need to, like you said there, mate, not make any mistakes. And hopefully, like I said, special teams doesn't cost us. But 
I'm confident. I'm sure the rest of you are as well. Predictions yep. certainly sounded confident, didn't they? So, so just to build on um, Paul's Jimmy G stats, there's another one just being posted in the group there. Since 2018, the top 10 quarterbacks in yards per attempt are number one, Deshaun Watson, number two, Jimmy Garoppolo. Since 2018? Since 2018. So just 2019 then, because he didn't play the rest. <laughs> How much did Neil Watson give you? Really? Because, uh, Neil much. Watson's been tapping me up to get the Jimmy G love show. He's determined to get some more positivity out of Nadji because Nadji, you've you've impressed everybody the last few weeks. We've shown him the love. No, I know I mean, it was a know, step if... too far to get the Jimmy Ward love from oh, that's Sunday never night's game. <laughs> it's never going to happen. Um, no, you know we we always always said it. I'll be. I'll be behind Jimmy Jimmy G if he stays on the field and he plays like he has for the past, you know, five six games. He has been playing really well. We can't fault him. But if he starts doing his daft dance in the backfield, trying to avoid people, and then throws stupid picks like he did to to Bobby Wagner, uh, that almost cost us the game. Or you know, against the Colts, kind of picks like this, which are, which are not just a pick, but the worst time possible. And it's not just you know, if Frozy deep and try and get 50-50 bowling, it's intercepted and say, well, never mind, at least you try. It's those, it's horrible picks. So you're like, what on earth are you looking at? What, what is going on? If he, if that guy stays at home, then I'll support him for sure. But the problem is we know that guy exists and he might lurk his head anytime. And, uh, and then that, that's where we're in trouble. I've got, a, I've got a Jimmy G related question. Ooh. Go on. Oh yeah, don't don't sound so scared. So <laughs> we because we're pretty sure Jimmy's probably going to be off at, at the end of the season. Uh, and I, I just wonder how much Shanahan's been obviously trying to get the best out of him and elevate his play since since Jimmy arrived. And and Shanahan's probably got stuff in his playbook which which obviously we've never actually seen on on the field. Do you think that because Shanahan knows he can kind of Probably not the right word, but effectively he can he can give up on Jimmy. So he he doesn't he's not investing that energy to kind of drive Jimmy to be any better and and kind of open up more of his playbook. Do you think he's kind of now just resigned to the fact okay Jim, Jimmy's going to be gone and I know what Jimmy can do and I know where Jimmy makes his mistakes. So I'm just going to condense that playbook down and and create the Jimmy space where I know he can he can be successful and I don't have to worry about kind of driving him to be a more expansive player that that Shanahan might have wanted to see in sort of 2019, 2020. So do, do you think sort of Shanahan has got that approach now that he's like, I, I only need to get the best out of Jimmy for a year? I'm no, not no, 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 not at all. I don't think he's condensed his playbook. He, he's he's tailored the playbook to Jimmy, and I don't, I don't think you can call that condensing it. Because in the same respect, once we go over to Lance... The playbook's going to be completely different. There's, there'll be a lot of players that Jimmy plays, Jimmy runs, that Lance is not going to be running. So what are we going to say? We're going to say, is he condensing the playbook for Lance to do Lance throws? I, I, I don't think that's the case. And as far as the motivation is concerned, we, we saw two, three games ago, uh, I think it was against the, the Seattle Seahawks, when he balled him out the sideline. That yeah. is him motivating him. He, he's there to get the best out of Jimmy 
for the sake of the team. And I think that's why he tailors his playbook to bring out Jimmy's strengths. And I think I every think, offensive coordinator would do that. I think Nancy yeah. said it before, Gareth. Sorry, Nancy. I know roughly, I think I know what you're going to say. He's been the same almost all season long. You, you know what you get with Jimmy Garoppolo. Nancy has said that. And I think it was a great question, Gareth. And I think kind of where I am with it, I think you're kind of right as in Jimmy, Kyle's decided to go with Jimmy for the rest of the season. That's why I don't think we're going to see Trey Lance in unless anything drastic happens. And I think, like Lee said there, he's tailoring the team to get the best out of it. I mean, looking at the stats, we're a perfect 7-0 and this season when Jimmy doesn't throw an interception. And like yeah. you said, Nadji, Kyle puts him in the best way to do it. But we know his ceiling, we know his floor. He's been in the league for, what, eight, seven or eight years now. It's not going to get much better. But I don't think he condenses the playbook. I just think he tailors the team to Jimmy's strengths. I agree. I don't think he condenses the playbook or just is resigned to get what he gets out of Jimmy. But I do think Kyle has grown quite a bit since he's decided that the two-system QB wasn't was a little bit too much to put on your plate and focusing on his thing. I, I do think Kyle has got into more of a rhythm and his play calling suits what Jimmy can do in any particular moment much better. Um, and maybe he knows this is a play Jimmy can potentially throw a picks, uh, but I've also got this, these two plays which are you know, slightly less likely, but maybe a little safer. Maybe I'll go to these because then the game doesn't spin on his head and we lose momentum and we'll just punt the ball if it doesn't happen and we'll go back at it in the next drive. Um, but uh, it's, I think it's a great question because it's just not about Jimmy, it's about Kyle really mm. um, improving as an HC um, and just growing, you know, and, and learning when when to be bold, when not to be... Um, you know, all that kind of things. Um, now, it's not a given that Jimmy's gone next year because he's still under contract. Um, so uh, I think there's even a chance if Jimmy keeps bowling like this. And we, I mean, like, it, this is massive half, but if we go to the Super Bowl and win it with Jimmy playing like this, there's, do, do we get rid of him? I don't think so. I mean, it's going to be very difficult to do it if, when. You know, it's been two years out of the six that he's shown us that he can do it. Should we try and get one more year out of him and try and win another one? And just Lance is 21. He's not going anywhere. It's just, it doesn't matter, you know. So, I think yeah, the, I mean. The, the, qu- the question there is, will Jimmy play out his last year of the contract? Or yeah. I think he's very entitled to say, I've given you that season. I'm yeah. not playing playing out my last year of the contract, getting blowing my other ACL halfway yeah. through the season, and then I'm 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 a forgotten man. Sure. Uh, so I, I don't think he'll be with us purely from a contractual point of view. True. There's the element it's true. It's as well, Gareth. It's There's the element as well, lads, about Jimmy's playing for his future. Nadji, you said that as well. The yeah. more games he puts on tape, like the game against the Falcons, like you said, Nadji, they didn't come into it with a menacing defense. But Lee said Jimmy played an exceptional game. There was no bonehead interceptions. There was no misplaced passes. I mean, that touchdown pass to Jennings. Yeah, that was it good. It seems simple enough, but it was. I think that's what's frustrating, Gareth, for the 49er fan base. Jimmy playing like that on Sunday, Nadji said many a time in the show, that's all we've ever wanted. It's what we needed in the Super Bowl but, run. 
that's where you know, that, that throw that throw to Jennings on against the Falcons and the one against the Bengals, the back shoulder throw. That's something you see routinely out of good QBs. You know, when you when you see Tom Brady do it or Pat Mahomes do it. You're just like, yeah, of course, of course, you catch up. But then when Jimmy does it, it's like, oh, so he can do it. And then I think he needs to enter that realm of doing things and us not being surprised that he can't do them anymore. But, you know, and, and unfortunately, the last, you know, four years, five years, it hasn't been the case. But he's, he's, he's building a good resume for sure. And he's going he's gonna to need to play at that level against the Titans for us to win. And But I believe he can do it because their defense isn't, Amazing. They don't have any pass rush, so we should be all right. We've got no leverage, so I still expect it might be on the low side. But I think there were teams out there who would look at Jimmy G and look at his numbers and, and sort of say he's probably a better option than quite a lot of other options that that team might have. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sure we're, we're going to get some good. If he keeps playing like this, we're going to get some good offers. You know, the Giants, the Broncos, the Panthers, all these people need the quarterback. Um They'll be looking at Jimmy for sure. So here's a question for you before I wrap up. Do you think Alex Smith improved after he was traded to the Chiefs? Yes. Yeah. It, yeah. You know, that that season he played when he, they went to the AFC Championship and lost to Tom Brady. Right, he was, so, it, so the point he was one of the best QB in the league. Yeah, completely agree. So the point I'm making is, we, we just turned around and said, Jimmy's not going to improve. He's had eight years in the league. I don't think that's right. I, I think he could improve. Yeah, in a right system somewhere else. Exactly. It might be better, absolutely. Yeah. And then we'll all do what Nadji does, Lee. Like Nadji, we all know he fanboys over Justin Herbert. Neil Watson, God bless you. You're going to be fanboying over Jimmy somewhere else. And if he gets yeah. better, Lee. Just <laughs> so, got a jersey. So it's, yeah. it's fine to be a fan of players and football in general you know just whatever support the players wherever he plays for except the Seahawks of course mm. <laughs> yes Nadja you yeah, saved it definitely. there <laughs> okay guys thank you very much You're thank welcome. you Pleasure. I, I'd just like to wish everybody a Merry Christmas to those who observe it and a hobby a hobby a happy holiday to the hobby. rest of you hobby. mine's going to be a hobby holiday yeah because I'm getting a perfect draft can't wait. Oh, nice. It's going to yeah, be very but... hoppy. <laughs> Thanks once again to everyone that listens to the show. Remember to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Also check out our YouTube channel by searching for 49 Faithful UK. Until next time, stay safe and go Niners. Go Niners. Francisco 49 is deep in the heart Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark Garrison Hurst, stiff arm going 99 Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline NDB, greatest owner of all time Gruden, Walgren, Bill Belichick We're all students of Bill Walsh, don't ever forget